go. Hello, everybody. Hello. We are back with one final goodbye succession podcast, which we um, feel the need to do because we miss it so much. And, and Jesse got sent these books these, in the post. These, this, the, a trilogy of succession scripts, um, three, three books of scripts. Season one, season two, and season three. No season four just yet. No, I wonder if they're holding on to that one because it obviously only just came out. Yeah. And, um, oh, wow, they're so excited, exciting to look at, aren't they? Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to, we're just going to flick through. And, and, and reenact some of, um, some scenes that we find. Yeah. Just any that stand out to us um, that are particularly spicy. Um, what 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 do you think? Can you think right now on the spot of your favourite episode? I think out of all of the Succession series ever, my favourite episode was in season four and it was the one with the underline. Really? Yeah, I just thought that that was the most incredible hour of television. I was just on the edge of my seat. Mm. And I thought the performances from Jerry, from Frank, from Carl just were so... Jerry, exempt. Frank and Carl. No, but they were just so excellent because obviously you mostly see the excellence of the Roy siblings and of Logan. So to to have an episode where you still get that because they have obviously this whole thing going on, but you also see the excellence of this backstage crew, especially when they were all having that conversation in the bathroom, you know, with Tom and they were, and they were all discussing who they think should be the one to take over from the kids and they mm. were being so cutting with each other, but also still being very polite and doing their job well. Yeah, I just loved it. Yes. I would have liked a little bit more Jerry at the end. I would have loved more Jerry at the end. I think they decided to be quite um, tastefully, you know, not too much yeah. giving. Because they, if they had overdone that, it would have actually ruined the whole beauty of the storyline, which was that it was very, there was little to go on there. And it, and it was about the three siblings. It was about the three siblings. So we got season one here. The complete script. What do you remember from season one? Were there any standout moments? It's really interesting looking back at it and being like, wow, my God, I can't wait to rewatch this, which I will be doing very, very soon. I, hmm. See, now I'm all blurred. The wedding, Shiv and Tom's wedding happens at the end of yeah, season one. right at the end of season one. Let's try and find it. That, that bedroom scene mid-wedding. Yeah, when she asks for an open relationship. That was great. Yeah. And at that point, I think Tom thinks everything's going swimmingly and he's just so crushed. Um, my other favourite of season one. Oh, I just, it's so hard, isn't it, to remember? Let's have a look. Wormsgams. Nobody is ever missing. Episode 10. Some of the ti- the titles of all the episodes, that's why it's so great, these books, because you really get a chance to, I, I never notice what an episode is called. No. Nobody is ever missing. Here. So hang on. Does Kendall murder someone accidentally at the end of season one or season yes. two? Oh my God, what a brilliant ending. See? This is the scene. Kendall feels utterly helpless. He starts to jog, then stops. Walks back to the place where the car went off the road. Then doubles back and starts walking along the road. Okay, so what should we choose? Should we choose... Should we choose this final episode? Potentially, yeah. Kendall grinds the gear as he changes down, looks at the shift. Oh my gosh. Doddy. So that must have been the boy. Doddy. Doddy. Also, it's so interesting seeing the stage directions, isn't it? Yeah. Because you assume that the actors just did them naturally and that's what makes the series so good is when you think the actors are the characters. Mm. 
They're not reading stage directions. No. They're just being. Oh, look at this. Okay, let's read this. Read the entire stage directions. So, Kendall grinds the gears as he changes down, looks at the shift trying to find the gear. Near a bridge, there's an animal in the road, a fox or a dog. Kendall's looking down momentarily. Doddy grabs the wheel. Kendall doesn't realise why, looks up and corrects, but overcorrects and suddenly they're out of control. Off the road into the dark river, water illuminated in the pitch black. Boom, as they impact. Airbags deploy. All is confusion. This is so funny as well, because you really don't like stage directions. No, I, d- I don't like stage directions, but that's why these are different, aren't they? These because are, this, this feels... More, more this, like a novel. Yeah, this feels very story-like. Then, a beat of calm. They're in the water, in the dark. Lights, maybe, still on for a beat. Suddenly aware of what water rushing in around them from below, but it hasn't reached the open windows yet. Kendall looks over, Doddy is out of it, unconscious or dazed, lolling. That's funny, because <laughs> lolling could also mean like, LOL. <laughs> Not in this case. Focus. No, this is serious. Focus. This is not laugh out loud. Kendall has what seems like a little while to decide on what to do. Unclips seatbelt. Unclips Doddy's seatbelt. The car is going down faster now, nose first, weighed down by the engine. The car is kind of floating, but filling with water fast. Kendall tries the door. No. Now the water's coming in fast and starting to rush in through the windows. Then climbs up, puts his butt on the windowsill and climbs out backwards as the car starts to fill fast. He pulls himself out as the car rocks. He's focused on himself and his own survival. Maybe we see Doddy's body drown. No, maybe we see Doddy's body thrown around from side to side as the car wobbles and submerges, the light shorting out. It's dark and real. We can hardly tell what's going on. Kendall make it, makes it to the surface, shocked and cold. Well, this is so important because this is the moment that Kendall Changes. is truly destroyed. Yeah. And he can't ever come back from that. No. And to think of it, it is, it's probably about 30 seconds that he's given to make this huge decision for his life. Are you willing to risk it for this person that you have put in a very, very dangerous position? Or are you going to walk away and be scarred and tarred by this for the rest of your life? You've got 30 seconds to make that decision. Anybody would get flustered, right? I know, but the thing is, if he had, if he had tried to help and still Doddy had died Mm. and then he had ran back to whoever he could find to say, look, this has happened, an accident has happened, we need to try and get his body out and we need to, you know, he's dead, but we need to, we need to honor him and get his body out. And this poor guy has died and we need to help him. The power hierarchy is still so much in place with this family that they probably would have still tried to shove it under the carpet. Yeah. And, and it probably would have been fine for Kendall still. And that's what's so upsetting really for Doddy is that his death meant nothing. It did mean nothing to these people. Yeah. It meant nothing. Do you want to have a little look? Well, the problem with my microphone is that I can't. Yeah. I've got a dodgy microphone, so I have to hold it very, very still. Um, but that is, it's such a genius thing. To be honest, I don't remember that in series one. I, I, I think of that as series two. Yeah. I, I, there was still so much forming in series one, wasn't there? There really was. And there was still so much like character um, building, like with Roman having this girlfriend who had a kid in the first episode. And actually, yeah, in the first he had a couple kid. of episodes. But no, they, they, they cleared it up. So I think what happened was they did originally write Roman to be married and with a kid in the first episode, which is basically like a pilot. But by the time they got to the second episode and they realised what this show was going to be, they very cleverly mentioned that it was her child so right. that it would be easier to educate himself from that relationship right. later on. Sorry. That's what I think they did. Uh, <laughs> do you think maybe it's too ambitious? Trying to do it with the no, books? It's, no, I want to try. 
I'm just, what I'm going to do is we're going to do a lot. Is it a lottery? We're going to do a. A complete we're gonna dip. we're gonna count five fi- count down from five whatever page we stop on yeah we have to read okay okay three five <laughs> okay so when we get to one we have to stop okay, okay cool. so five eight, okay five four <laughs> <laughs> it's really this. okay five four, four three, three two one. one okay I am on episode four season one Okay, and Incredible. I'm gonna read, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna re- start reading it, and you're gonna ju- try and place the okay, scene. Okay, and I'm gonna try and guess exactly what's happening. Good idea. Okay. Good idea. This is fun. Do I say the character's name? You better not. Okay, cool. Brackets doesn't want to talk about it. Oh, what? No biggie. Why did I come back? Thirty years. He's probably fired me forty times. <laughs> Frank. <laughs> yes. Knew it. Okay. He never wrote the press release before. Brackets bullshit. I don't know. Big house, Ken. Big mower. Okay, mower needs talking gas. Kendall. Talking to Kendall. Oh, yeah, sorry. Money? Any fuckhead can turn a few million a year, Frank. Okay, Frank owes him this. Stage direction. Whispers. Look, here's where I ended up. I could be humiliated in public, fired, or I could be humiliated in private and come back. I should have told him to fuck off, but it's my life. I'm kind of interested. I'm kind of invested in the narrative. Oh, that's a good little speech from Frank. That really was. That really was. Because he's sexy, you he know? He's sexy, He Frank. is sexy. He's like a very unusually sexy man. I did feel his grief. Yeah. For Logan in the final series. I felt it. And I felt like a paternal kind of sexiness radiating off of him. Yeah. 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 Okay, is you that, do your... Was that fucked up to say? Well, no, I, 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 I found Frank sexy. I found him sexy and I found him wise and I think that he got who the kids were and he sympathised with them. He was he very was fatherly not, towards he Ken. he was not the same as them. He kind of looked at them and was like, you know, I've been through this hellhole and like, you guys are fucking fucked up. That's kind of how I think he viewed them. That's why he was kind to them. I think, yeah, no, I think he felt truly sorry for yeah. them. Okie dokie. As you do, when you when you know someone as an adult that you have known since they were a child, you always do have a sympathy and an empathy for that child still. It's true. Okay, this is season two. I'm just going to twist this around. Season two. Don't look. I'm not. Don't look. Not. <laughs> season two, episode nine. Okay, interior, Senate building, corridor, day. We got them to agree to Jerry and Tom up first on operational. Then him, with Ken. How are you doing selling the family cow for magic beans? <laughs> oh, fuck, Bill. What's Bill doing here? That's right, sister. Just a dipshit, a sex pest, and the grand old Duke of York on a Central Asian vacation. Got it. So this is when they're arriving for the... Uh, tri- like, the, the, the court case where they're trying about, about cruises. And the guy who's covered it up is there and they've all got to now shit on him. You're a genius. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, no. Look, okay, now see who's char- who, 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 which character am I being. Oh, no. No, Jerry. I don't want... Well, if we're going to kill Bill, I don't want to see Bill. <laughs> Surely That's not Tom. Gonna, That's yeah, Tom. that was Tom. Thank you. Now, who's this? Surely not going to pitch in for 11 Bill with the CFO and dad's most trusted banker. Nah, nothing to see here. Yeah, Roman. <laughs> so Roman. Roman. God, he's really difficult to impersonate. Yeah. Um, that is good. And then who's this? Fuck. Let's do this. Jerry. Yes. That's good accent. Thank you. Thank you. Look at this photo of Brian Logan they've got there. Ooh, Brian Logan. Brian, Brian Logan, Oh my it? God, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, 
Brian Cox. Cox. Written by Lucy Preble, directed by Miguel Can Arteta. I just interrupt you for a sec? Yeah. Um, who's the other Cox that's really famous? Brian. Brian Cox. Yeah. So there are two Brian yeah. Coxes. There's this. There's the astrophysicist uh-huh. and our space fella. guy. Yeah. So he said something beautiful the other day that I thought you'd really like. Space and I'm just going to tell you, yeah. Um, because I I normally find Brian Cox a little bit annoying, mm. like a little bit like cloying, like he's yeah, too happy. Isn't the universe amazing? Like I find it a little bit creepy actually. Yeah. Like are you trying to fuck the universe? Like yeah. weird. But he said this beautiful thing the other day on TikTok. Okay, I'm not gonna lie about that. I didn't read it in an article. We all know. Um, but he said that. Um, sometimes when people ask him about this idea of there's aliens, if there's anything bigger out there, is there a higher power, is there something afterwards? And he has to be honest and say, no, he doesn't think there is. Like he thinks if there was something out there that was similar to us in the universe, we probably might have found it by now. And he doesn't have high hopes for there being some kind of a higher power or anything like that. And he said, that might sound really depressing, but in a way, if you think about it, if we are the only, if we are the only things in the known universe, or at least one of the very, very, very few and the only ones close to us that can actually think. And that is by such chance that that was able to happen. Even though we are only here for this minute second of a speck of dust of time in the scheme of things, because we can think and feel, we actually are the universe experiencing itself. So in a way we do live forever because we're made of stardust anyway. And all of the thoughts and feelings that we have are that we're the only ones experiencing those things. So we are actually the universe experiencing itself every second. Okay, well, this is a succession podcast. Okay, okay. sorry. I that really is, thought that you'd like it. That is nice. You that see, is I'm really trying to nice. get into my big meditation era. I mean, that it's not- nice. Well, the, the, there's a very big contrast between your quality of TikTok videos to mine. The, <laughs> the one that I spent a long time watching this morning was a woman <laughs> trying to convince her boyfriend that she had had filler in her lips. Oh, yeah. People loved it. What that. is that? What do they do? It's, Put a glue. Re- it's a really stupid, um, like, prank. And I think anyone that does, like, a prank on their boyfriend and then, like, films it and posts it online is, like, you know, just like a lesser human being. But what do, what do they you put, glue it? They put nail glue on the top and on like the cupid's bow here, and then you push it here and hold it, and then it kind of gives uh, you like, yeah. a, 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 like a duck fit effect. I've tried it. Okay, look, I've tried it. It doesn't work on me. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm episode gonna seven. I'm going to do a different season now. I'm going to do season three. No, I'm still going to stick with episode one. I mean, that's series one. Okay, ready? Yeah. No, I'm sure it'll be great. Thanks, Roman. What did you expect? Why did you even ask me, Tom? I thought you'd rise to the occasion. Well, clearly I haven't risen to the occasion. Tom nods suddenly. Elevator arrives. I d- there's not enough to go on. You have to okay, read it wait, a little bit okay. more. The boys plus Stewie step out and into the party. Stewie gets stopped by someone he knows. One second. Kendall, I'll find you. Roman leads them in, looking back at Stewie to make sure he'll stay in touch. Roman, read the party. Okay, this is it, Yeah cool right is it cool or is it like total fucking bullshit who knows tom what is this roman it's a physical fun place it's if you like it and she likes it it's all good uh this guy look at the fucking bird mat mask like it's eyes wide shut greg wait eyes wide is this gonna be an orgy roman no greg it's not gonna be an orgy Ooh, 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 ooh. So this is season one? Yeah. Is this the one where um, Tom gets a blowjob yes. from Roman's his then to be... It's his stag. Yes. That's a really good where scene. Where he swallows his own cum. Where he swallows his own cum. Yeah. Nice. How nice. How did he not get that sooner? I, go, I actually don't know. 
Yeah, you do you. It's because I was so mesmerised by your acting. Thank okay. you. I this think is, I've got a good tom. You, that was a very, because you had the breathiness. Mm. You had the breathiness. And, and stiltedness. Yeah. Like, tom. Tom. Yeah. Why? Worms scans. Worms scans. Did you see the thing about Worms scans? No. About the, the specific choice for that surname? No. So apparently TV writers will often pick very, very generic surnames because it means that people don't read too much into it and it means that it's just like whatever. But obviously for this, Roy means king. Um no. Which makes sense, right? I don't know in what language, maybe like in Greek or Latin or something Succession like that. Succession language. Succession language. But Roy means king. That makes sense. But Wamsgans is the surname of this like baseball player who was really famous like years ago because he scored an unassisted triple play. So obviously, you know, back from season one, we don't expect anything to come from that. But now if you think about it, an unassisted triple play, he took out Roman, Kendall and Shiv. Wow. Isn't that kind of cool? Football, American football. Baseball. Baseball. So if you think about it, do you think that they knew from the beginning? Do you think they knew from fucking episode one where they named him Tom Wamsgans that that's what was going to happen? Oh, what, wouldn't that be great to know? Bloody hell. Okay, season three. Here we go. Okay, yeah, can you we, guess it? Uh, yeah, Get, count will, me down. I, I bet I will be able to guess it. Count me down. Okay, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, interior, venue, green room, day. Ken, I would like to privately transmit a certain degree of trepidation. There he is, the panic meister cooking up his sweaty spaghetti. What bullshit you selling me today? We haven't had a breakthrough, and I think Logan is willing to let this go to a vote. He's not going to fuck this, is he? I'm just thinking, if we need it, is there a back channel here? It might be nice to let Moscow know what Washington's thinking today, so we don't all stumble into Armageddon. Uh-huh. Let's keep this channel open. Is that Sid? No. Oh. Uh-huh. Let's keep this channel open. Eagle Eerie, out. That was a very short scene. Okay, keep going. Okay. <clears throat> Interior, Logan's car, loading dock, day. Will you sit out front today, Kay? I need to know what the temperature is amongst the shit munchers. Sure. Um, in that case, I'll leave these with you. You remember, yes? You don't want me to... This is a really big scene. This is a really big scene. No. I have it covered. <laughs> um, That's Kerry. Yes. What was she giving him? What was she giving him? Sure. Um. In that case, I'll leave these with you. Is that you'll remember? Yes. You don't want me to. No. I have it covered. So that's the letter. No. To disinherit. No. Kendall. No. 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 Do I continue on from that scene or do I go for the next scene that kind of links to the one that I've just yeah, read? Yeah, go on then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... Just do it. Okay. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up. Okay, you want a water? Gary says you need to stay hydrated. Hey, Pop, you got a minute? It's tight, son. Later. Actually, later is hard. I was thinking sometime around now. Connor. Connor. Nice. What? Look, Dad, I think I hear things are shaky at the White House, but he'll run again is what you hear. Sure, so I wanted to ask you directly for a really significant role within the firm to burnish my reputation for my future. You've never been interested. Well, 
Maybe I wasn't really encouraged? I can't do ancient history. Fine, and I don't want to get into ancient history either. So, can we find a common ground? I'm not just not sure you have the track record. Roman's a moron, Shiv's a fake, Kendall's screwy. I've seen more than any of them. Why can't I get a shot? Like what? Europe. Nothing vital. Like Cable? Where's the John? Yes, oh, so, unfortunately... This the big business thing where at the end of the episode, Kendall plays the music and fucks everything up for Shiv. You've missed the biggest part of this episode. But he goes to, he has like a, he gets sick and the cat. Because the of... The cat. Because he's got a urinary tract Yes, so Kerry was giving him the medication. Right. Yeah. Got it, got yeah, it, got it. So that, Kerry, is, that actually might be one of my favourite episodes. Yeah, the cat. Where Tom has dealt with a fake <laughs> cat. And then Roman says, yeah, he's carrying an imaginary cat uh, away. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, it's so good. And Tom has to go into the cubicle with Logan. And he calls him Pop. He calls him Pop and he says, thank you, son. Thank you, son. And then and he goes, it's okay, Pop. <laughs> we must seem so insane. We really can't let this show go, can we? I think we should stop now because yeah, I have come an on. idea. But yeah. we just wanted to say thank you. Oh, my. Some of the birds, when they dive down. That was a bit scary, yeah, actually. It's like they're killing themselves. I know. God, it's a birds. good day to kill yourself if you're a bird, though. What a beautiful day. Did you know something that I did? You know about it. What? You know about it. Oh, yes. BB has a very exciting story to tell. So um, I was dropping off um, two of uh, Jessie's flock. To me. To back to You her. had stupidly not crossed the street. We had stupidly not crossed the street. Why? Why? Because you said... I said, I'll pick you up in a taxi. You said, I said outside McDonald's. You weren't there. Yeah, but I thought there was a McDonald's across the street. Nah. And it was a Burger King. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. If you don't know where the McDonald's is in King's Cross, then you're the fool. Not me. But, you're I the mean, fool. I was Not com- me. Anyway, whatever. So anyway, I was dropping off two of your flock and saw you across the road pointing. And we were like, oh, look at mummy. Look at mummy. And then it was this giant heron staggering across the street, being... D- grappled with by a few passerbys because he was staggering right into the middle of the street mm. um and he you looked, were pointing he looked so distressed fucked. distressed like i thought that his wings were at odd angles and then you heard all of the chirping in the trees yeah. and you said oh my god it's his babies his maybe babies. he's dropped out the babies um but it was there was too much to do and this homeless guy sort of picked him up roughly to get him off the road quite kindly but ended up spilling all of his cherry coke all over the heron, which I think disoriented him even more. Um, And so then he was crouched outside the costa right by St Pancras. But obviously I had to come (laughs) and give the kids to you. We spoke for a bit, chatted for like 10 minutes. And I just, when I was on the way back, I I just thought I I might as well walk past that direction because it's on my way anyway. And people were putting this plastic bag over him. And it just, I think because of how much I know Ten loves herons and stuff, I just, I, I felt like this silly connection to it. Um, so I ran over and I was like, oh my God, is it dead? And then they were like, no, no, no. This girl was on the phone. She was wearing Lucy and Yak dungarees, you know, so she know that she, you know that she was cool. And she likes animals. And she likes animals. She needs the only people with animals like Lucy and Yak. And she needs the world to know I like animals, yeah. okay? <laughs> and I play the drums probably. And I'm probably bisexual in a great way, you know? <laughs> um, but she was on the phone, like very ostentatiously on the phone, being like, I just can't get a vet to come out here. Nobody's, like they can't. Um, and then this really, really sweet guy um, ended up getting a, co- a cardboard box from the Costa. We all put him in there together. I tried to feed him some water. He freaked the fuck out. Um, apparently, they don't like to dip their beak in the water cup. So then the, the nice man just got his hands in the water and started sprinkling it on the heron's head. He was very, very disoriented. But everyone around, even though there was a crowd of like 10 people now, it was clear that everyone had places to go and stuff. 
and um, this girl was just like, I can't get anyone to come here. So I looked up on my phone, where's the nearest vet? And it was a 15 minute walk and um, I took the hair into the vet. Oh, that's so sweet of you. He didn't move in the box though, so I was 100% sure that he was dead. Oh, and oh I kept... God, think how terrified he must have been. I know, he was so scared. He was still, still... And I had to, ban it. It, was, it was lighter than I expected, but I had to still use the directions on my phone. So I kind of placed the phone on top of the cardboard box at one point, which I'd ripped a hole out of so he could breathe. My phone almost fell in the box. And I was like, how, if my phone falls in the heron box, I don't think I'm gonna be able to get it back. I just have to say goodbye to that phone. Um, took him to the vet. The lady told me, we checked to see that he was moving. He was. And she said if his wing's broken, he's basically as good as dead because a wildlife charity, even if they try and release him to a sanctuary, he can't survive. So I left and I told her to maybe please let me know. I just, I, I don't know, I felt, I, I was glad that he didn't die on the road, but I was just like, apparently the birds, the people passerby told me after I come back from you that the birds that we heard chirping in the trees weren't his babies. They were the ones that attacked him and got him into the road. So he was so disoriented. But then the, I called how up. How did he get there? How did he get there? He must have come from the canal. Anyway, I called up a few hours later and she said that he's fine. He didn't have any broken wings. He was incredibly confused. And um, he was just standing at the back of the, the <laughs> How vet. How did they know he was confused? They're like, what's your name? What's your number? <laughs> Where do you live? No, really nice lady, Margaret. Um, she said that he was just standing at the back and he, he was very, very, very tired. Isn't it so sweet to think that birds can get tired? <laughs> he was very, very tired and disoriented and like scared. But she said that it was the right thing to bring him in and that it would have caused him more distress had they kept him there. So a wildlife sanctuary came that day and she said, we've just released him into Hampstead Heath. That's so, so he's nice. now free. He's now he's free, free. And so, you know, we have filled our weeks. And, and I spoke to him. I spoke to him all in the way there. I was like, hey, buddy, you're going to be okay. You should have explained to him the entire plot of I should have been like, episode. you remind me of a certain <laughs> Mr. K. Roy, a Mr. K. L. R. Uh, some call him the killer. I just call him my little baby boy. Um, and he's a damaged bird too in many ways. And I would carry him in a cardboard free. box. And he's now free. And look, the thing is with Kendall, Colin, you know, he knows that Kendall wants to jump over that raining into the river, but he's not going to let him because Kendall, he might not see it now, but he has the freedom to open his wings and really fly now. Yeah, they do. They do. They're free. They free really children. do. Um, so we've been really doing well, haven't we? we since? Have. We've been doing really Save some good. Save some birds. Kill um, some more ants. Yeah, yeah. Having a good time. I think I might become a vegan now. Oh, good. Ever since I had the bird connection. It really? really made me, it really, really made me feel weird about the fact that then you can feel so much for this thing that's living and then you can also then ingest a thing like that and like eat it. It's so fucked up, you know? It's it really is. fucked up. Yeah. So this might be my vegan era. Maybe we do a vegan podcast. I know, but I just gained so much weight the last time we did vegans. <laughs> okay. We're going to go now. Thank you Too very many much for listening. Bars. Thank you for listening. Love you guys. See you soon. Speak soon. With Boy. something. Bye-bye.